If you are digging back through the Photo Business Help catalog, which you must be if you're hearing this message right now, keep in mind that technology changes and our offerings change. So any links that you might hear me mention during this episode you're about to hear may not work anymore. Make sure you head to photobizhelp.com forward slash links for all of our current links and offers. That's photobizhelp.com forward slash links and ignore the things that you hear in this episode today because they might be outdated. Everything you need is at photobizhelp.com forward slash links. Do you like playing Frisbee, working out to Sean T, and Waimanalo Beach? I love all of those things, but that's not what this podcast is about. I believe time is valuable and how we spend it matters. That's why I've aggregated a decade of experience running my business and my passion for personal growth into short 10-minute episodes. This is Photo Business Help. Join me, Natalie Jennings, twice a week for lessons on everything I've learned on my journey from high school teacher to full-time photographer and business coach. I'll dive into marketing, meditation, and content creation, photography basics and organization, and the power of a healthy mind, body, and spirit connection. If you want to grow in business and live a better life, join our community of motivated, open-minded creatives. Let's do the podcast now. Is that good? You're listening to the Photo Business Help Podcast. My name is Natalie Jennings. I am your host. This is episode number 37. And today is one of the seven laws episodes. So as the podcast intro mentions, I believe really strongly in the importance of nurturing our entire mind, body, and spirit connection, and that's in order to run a healthy business and live a balanced life. So I've decided to dive into my favorite bits of wisdom that I have leaned on and learned from and share them with you here. So I really believe that more business podcasts need a dose of all of the pieces that make up the entrepreneurial journey. So not just the how-to businessy stuff. After all, we're human beings and human beings are very complex beings. So first, if you haven't listened to episode number 11, which is the introduction to the seven laws episodes, go back uh, and do so. It'll give you a much better idea of what this is all about and what I'm talking about right now. The book, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by Deepak Chopra is in seven parts and this is part four, but the introduction episode will be really helpful to give you a sense of what's going on. And again, that's episode number 11. I'll be doing these episodes every few weeks. So keep an eye out for the seven laws episodes if you're planning to follow along and if you'd like to join the conversation. So far, if you'd like a quick review or need to get caught up, the seven laws episodes are, as I just said, 11 and 17, 23, and episode 30. So once again, if you'd like to review the chapters we've covered so far, or if you want to get caught up because this is your first time hearing about this, the seven laws episode numbers are 11, 17, 23, and 30. You can also just see them because they're titled seven laws in uh, your favorite podcast listening app. So let's get into things. Today is, as I mentioned, chapter four of the seven spiritual laws of success. And this is the law of least effort. The chapter title starts out with nature's intelligence functions with effortless ease, with carefreeness, harmony, and love. And when we harness the forces of harmony, joy, and love, we create success 
and good fortune with effortless ease. So the idea behind this, if this is your first time hearing a Seven Laws episode, you'll know that I don't go back and read directly from it too often because it's just a lot of reading and I want to just give you the bits and pieces that stand out to me. But I really encourage you to get a copy of the book because digging in and just reading each chapter yourself is really helpful. Each chapter is like four pages long, so it's not a, a big thing. But I really just want to pull out some of the details and uh, you can explore the rest of the the chapter and dive in on your own. So the idea behind the law of least effort is that birds just fly and flowers just bloom and fish just swim. And when we're following the things that come most naturally to us, we generally fulfill those tasks with ease. So he talks a bit about the economy of effort, which basically comes down to do less and accomplish more. Quote, least effort is expanded when your actions are motivated by love because nature is held together by the energy of love, end quote. So I think for me, what this generally means, and you've probably experienced this, when you are in alignment with what you're doing and you're feeling good about it, when you don't have to second guess yourself, when you don't have to wonder if the decision you're making or the thing you're doing is the right thing, generally in those moments in our lives, everything comes really easily. And in the moments when we're not in alignment and we're not listening to our intuition or just we kind of feel like something's off and you can definitely relate to this if you've lived life, those are the moments where things feel really difficult, like you're pushing a huge boulder up a mountain or something. And when you feel like you're pushing against something and pushing against something and pushing against something, then chances are you're not in alignment. Chances are that resistance is trying to tell you something. And maybe you aren't acting with love and maybe you aren't acting in your best interests or in the best interests of the people that you are interacting with. So economy of effort, do less and accomplish more. Do less resisting. What you resist persists, right? So just ease into it and see, I guess, you know, a good way of thinking about it is seeing where the current takes you. One of the things that he says about this as well is you can wish for things in the future to be different, but in this moment, you have to accept things as they are. When you feel frustrated or upset by a person or a situation, remember that you are not reacting to the person or situation, but your feelings about the person or situation. So one of uh, the things that I like to keep in mind about about this teaching is that when you feel something nagging at you, when you feel, let's call it negative emotion, you know, when you feel kind of poopy about something, generally it's because something to do with that situation is important to you. It's very simple. But remembering that you are experiencing a series of emotions that have been triggered by something and you, only you, have the ultimate control over those emotions. So the idea of external circumstance versus looking internally, and that's that's a really big, that's a huge topic, but I'm just kind of breaking down for you the basics of, of, of what stood out to me in this chapter. So whatever relationships you've attracted in your life right now at this moment, are precisely the ones you need in your life at this moment. There is a hidden meaning behind all events, and this hidden meaning is serving your own evolution. Maybe you believe that, maybe you don't. I do believe it, and I think that when I look closely at my biggest challenges and the things that cause me pain and the things that cause me to look deeper at the situation or the things that get my attention because they've triggered something, you know, like a negative emotion, those are generally the things that I need, that I 
I use as, uh, I guess a good metaphor would be as a mirror to sort of look at like, what's going on with me? Why are these emotions coming up? And what can I do about it? So it's powerful stuff. It's stuff that you've heard from probably other teachers and other books in your life. But I think we all need to be reminded of this stuff because it's not ever going to end. You're just going to continue to live life and finding ways to understand yourself better and be stronger is something that I think is really important. So anytime you encounter resistance, recognize that if you force the situation, the resistance will only increase. Now, what can you do in a situation that is pissing you off or that makes you feel crazy? Sometimes it's just like stuff that's going on in the news or sometimes it's a relative or a friend or a boss or somebody in your life that is causing you a lot of grief. Well, the first thing that I like to do is just turn my attention away from it. What in your life makes you feel better to think about? I know that sounds really simple, but it works wonders. When you feed the monster, I like to say, so when there's this thing that's bugging you, and you give it more attention and you give it more attention and you talk about it at lunch and you write about it in your journal every day and you think about it on your drive home. When you give something your attention, it grows. You're feeding the monster. It's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So instead of doing that, I suggest, and so does this chapter, that you turn your attention towards something that makes you happy. It could just be, I don't know, for me, sometimes it's just getting a cup of coffee or stepping outside and walking the dog or stretching or just abandoning whatever I'm doing if it's a frustrating work project and, and doing something that I like doing. Whatever it is for you, consider just turning your attention away for even just a few minutes. That can, that can really change the momentum of your day. So the main idea of this chapter is to release your intentions without attachment and allow things to flow with nature. When you're in alignment, things will flow. So how do you do this? Here are the three suggestions that are given in the book. And if, again, you're new to this, I mention these how-tos that he outlines at the end of every chapter, at the end of every episode. So how do you do this? One, I will practice acceptance. The moment is as it should be. Two, having accepted things as they are, I will take responsibility for my situation. No blame, including self-blame. A problem is an opportunity in disguise. And number three, my awareness will remain established in defenselessness. I will let go of the need to defend my point of view. So like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, if you want to dig into some of the, the text here that he writes really eloquently and really concisely, I highly recommend getting the book and following along. It's a couple bucks on Kindle. You can just pull it up on your phone. It's really nice to have it handy because anything that you try to learn, so for me, this book. I've kept it around for the last three years now. Anything that's this dense, uh, yet this simple, takes repetition, and it helps to have it handy. So he dives into each of these items um, more in detail in the, in the book, obviously, but I'm just sort of highlighting things, as I said. So grab a copy of the book and check out the how-tos, how to release your intentions without attachment and allow things to flow. And that's all I got for you this week. I will be back with another Seven Laws episode in a few weeks. Usually I try to space these out two or three weeks. And the reason for that is because I believe in having time to sort of absorb this stuff and then have a chance to implement it because what's the point if you're not going to try it out? So that is why I space them apart. This was Chapter 4, The Law of Least Effort. 
And that's the show for today. Thank you for listening wherever you are, whatever you're doing. I appreciate you. I hope that you enjoyed today's show. And remember, in anything that you want to achieve, consistency is key. Love and light until next time.